Dirty Misfit Podcast with your host, with your host, with your host. Connor O'Neill and Matthew Hughes. What is up, Matthew, and Happy New Year to you. And Happy New Year to you, Connor, and everyone else listening to this in the new year of 2024. 2024. Sounds weird to say that. But I mean, it's only two days in, so. It'll get easier. It'll get easier. Maybe in like six months, you know. <laughs> six uh, months. Um, how, how long is it usually? I guess I guess you don't really write the date out anymore, eh? Yeah, like I guess physically. that's more of a school thing. Yeah. I was thinking about it because that was like the big thing too, right? I always remember that. Like the first month that I always go like, You'd be like write the last. You'd be like writing date and then yeah. on or something. Scribble the last number out or the last two numbers depending on the year. Yeah. Autopilot or at, at like some jobs. Yeah. Where we used to have to do the uh, manual entering manual. of dates. Yeah. Yeah, no, don't have to do much uh, date entering. Even so, if I do, the computer fixes it for me. So That's true. It's good. Um, but yeah, how was uh, how was your holidays? How was your New Year's? Did you get up to anything? Any exciting gifts? Any exciting things that happened? Uh, no, not much. Um, started, I guess, like the biggest thing was finally started playing through Baldur's Gate three. Nice. Um, not done it, but found some time to actually play the game. So that's probably the biggest thing. Other than that, you know, watched a few episodes of some anime. Um. You know, read some chapters, trying to keep up with things, uh, staying up to date so far with the Percy Jackson show. Heck yeah. Are you liking it so far? It's okay. Because you, you've read the, more, the book more recent than I have, and we'll obviously we'll do a full Percy Jackson episode, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. Um, Covering the TV series. In comparison to the first book, because you've read the first book recently, so I feel like you'll have a better... Like, I plan to reread it. I feel well, like but... it's... It's relatively a good adaptation. Yeah, it's a good adaptation. I just feel like maybe some of the actors have been a bit on the we- cardboard. Yeah, like mo- emotionless feeling. Yeah, more monotone kind of thing. Yeah, when which lines. I don't get as much from the book for the same characters. Definitely, yeah. So I'm hoping those characters will develop. Like again, it could just be like new. Like that's just the risk when you have younger actors. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Like I would agree with that for sure. It's either that or we get. A casting of a twenty-something year trying old playing to play a twelve-year-old, yeah, yeah, exactly, which happens more <laughs> often than not. So some could say it maybe happened for the first one. Yikes! For the movie, yeah, but uh, yeah, um, at least the casting for Percy has been solid. I have in mind the main, the main actor, young Ryan Reynolds, solid. basically. He's been he's been good, um, but yeah, some of the other actors have been a bit. I mean, the actor that plays Dionysus is great, like the dude from yep. Brooklyn Nine Nine in Good Place. Can't remember the actor's name on the top of my head, but yeah, the. A lot of the adult, all the adult actors have been pretty solid. Um, I don't, the Medusa actress is, uh, yeah. her name escapes me, but she was great. Do you, did you recognize her from yeah. anything? Yeah, I did recognize the actress. Do, like, you, do you know from what? Or no. I don't know if you even made this far. So she plays Nora Allen in the Flash TV show. Like that's Barry's daughter from the oh, future. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah that's she, the only thing I can great. think of, but she did really well, actually. I liked her a lot. I, I enjoyed how they covered her face for the first half too yeah yeah like i thought that it was, was good it was like the veil the black yeah. veil um and well yeah we'll save other things because there's stuff i can just talk about within the first yeah, like so far, easter eggs and so stuff far it's too, been but. solid uh i wouldn't say it's like the best but it's definitely a much more authentic uh adaptation yeah i would agree with that yeah i think you know i think we can talk about this later on too in a future episode of like book to movie or book to tv show adaptation 
the TV shows always seem to do it better because you're not on like the entire story has to be taking place in an hour and a half. Like they're properly able to, to be develop. fair. Movies are longer now. So I feel like it is, but also people don't like having part ones and part twos of just exactly. Book. I and agree. Like you said, yeah, it does feel like a lot of books nowadays are getting show adaptations. One, I feel like it's a way of getting people to your service. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. From but a marketing if standpoint, done well, it just, tells the story but like imagine if the hobbit was just a tv yeah. show instead of three ridiculously long exactly. films that you didn't need to be speaking of which i am super i want to once we're done the percy jackson show like once all eight episodes out i want to sit down and watch the first movie with you oh yeah we can have a nice then, little comparison yeah discuss that between the movie what, and the, the show good, the and the bad book and the ugly yikes there ain't no good in that would movie. be interesting no. to see how much the uh the cgi like the effects hold up from the movie if at yeah. all compared to the tv show because i found most of the effects have been pretty good in the tv show yeah. but there have been a few where weaker moments they for st- sure. it stands out but yeah. you're in in hopes that obviously we're getting really good effects 100 later apps right that you're hoping that maybe they're just saving budget or something yeah or made the certain apps uh certain parts of apps quicker and put more focus and detail into mm-hmm. some obviously this is covering the first book, so you're hoping, obviously, c- towards the conclusion yeah. that we'll start seeing. Yeah, we're at the halfway point now for the show. So, like, uh, the fourth episode comes out the week of this recording. Yeah. Um, there's only eight episodes. I enjoy the fact that each episode is named after a chapter, like the yeah, title smart. of the episode. It's always clever um, to put little Easter eggs like that in. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, how, but about, yeah, how about you? What did, what did you get up to? Anything cool? Any cool gifts? Uh, just, honestly, it was my... F- first time having christmas off in 10 years yeah so that, that was weird to adjust to you're like um almost chill and you're like what is chill well yeah i had the 25th to the 27th off like i had three days off in a row and i was like str- i was anxious you're like, what do people do like do, do i go shopping on boxing day is this, this is what i can do i, I could if i okay. wanted to this is the stressful oyster i know and i did um <laughs> fair but, enough yeah, I spent uh, I spent a couple of days up in like Oshawa area. Um, went sorry. to the mall up there, <laughs> um, and I bought a board game that I've been looking at for like years. And it was funny because um, I was there, and I have this whole thing. I was like, "Okay, it's always like eighty, eighty-five bucks on Amazon. It's always like seventy-five or higher in any physical store you go into, right?" And I was like, "If it's under seventy, I'll grab it." Okay. So I pull it out of the shelf, and it's sixty-six dollars. Perfect. Under and I was 70. like, "No, I shouldn't." They got you. Um, but then I got it, obviously. So I'm super pumped for that. It's called Legendary. It's like a deck building okay. Marvel game. You do love um, your deck builders. There's a crazy amount of expansions, but I'm not going to buy any yet. Yeah. Play, um, it, play, play it and play yeah. it multiple times. Exactly. First. Yeah. But they have like... Um, there's two Marvel deck building games out. There's called Champion. Yes. And I then remember there's Legendary. The, I remember the one game because I remember we you pointed it out to me at the comic book store before yeah. and uh, explained the whole concept of the game. Yeah, those ones are very similar, but I prefer. I watched a couple like gameplays and the instructions and stuff, and I was like, "Legendary is the one I want." It just seems like it's more fun, and they're still coming out with expansions, even though Champions like there's a what if expansion that just came out based on the show. It's definitely a good sign that they're still coming out. It must be that it's popular. I think it's Upper Deck that's doing it, so like they're not gonna go crazy. Um, anyways, yeah. So I bought that board game. Got a board game for Christmas called Five Minute Dungeons. Nice. Which will be super fun to play. Take five minutes? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have to try and get through the dungeon as fast as you can. Yeah, makes sense. Um, Some cute artwork for that. Um, Otherwise, yeah, just relaxed. Watched uh, Kung Fu Panda 2 for the first time. In in moving up to Kung Fu Panda 4? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, man, have you seen Kung Fu Panda 2? I've seen Kung Fu Panda 1 and 2. I have not man. seen 3, but I've heard... Genocide. Really, I've heard really <laughs> bad things about 3. Really? Yeah. I, I've heard 3 is the worst of the trilogy. Dang. Soon to be quadrilogy. Quadrilo- I don't know what they call it. Four, four movies. Four movies. <laughs> it's a little out of place, film, to be film series. I think after a trilogy, it becomes... Because you have your sequel, then you have a trilogy, and then you become a film series. Or your Star Wars, and you just have so many Three trilogies and a couple spinoffs. Three trilogies, and you're just like, oh, so are you talking about the originals, the The prequels, prequels or or the the sequels, or the two spinoffs, or the animated show? But anyways, um, yeah, no, I actually had a really good holidays. It was probably the best holidays I've had in a very long time. That's good. Um, Got to actually relax. That's very unmat-like. Yeah. In your own way. Yeah, very much so. Um, but it is good. It's actually, yeah, like I said, it's probably one of the best Christmases I've ever had. Um, well, and you've been like working holidays. crazy this year, so it's nice to hear that. Yeah, yeah, I actually took time to relax. Had some time to yourself, and we also you did have that trip with your family where you went, uh, kind of yeah up north, secluded yourself from for a little bit, yeah, for a week, and even is, on like which was good. I think a nice yeah. unplug for you was nice. No, and I did mostly a little bit of an unplug um, while I was like had those few days off, uh, minus the Discord server I have for my Power Rangers RPG. Oh yeah, that was popping christmas eve dude all six players were on it active and they were like it was a little too much like i shut it down you, you muted it and you're like guys uh do you have families no dude it was terrible like i wasn't replying fast enough so then people were texting me like hey and then i didn't reply because i wasn't on my phone so they texted the, the person i was with oh dear and like they were texting her and she was like hey you have to check the discord i was like come, like i'm trying to play board games here with like yeah yeah anyways. well hey you're the leader you're i know, the right I know. Like, you keep bugging me i'm you know, like, yes, can't go. Whole party's you know. killed next game. Yeah. <laughs> so I shut the server down. I sent a message. I was like, guys, next session is January fifteenth. No one's allowed to use this server until the fifth, the thirteenth. I was like, we all need a break from Have this. This is getting too much. Yeah, you've been um, playing a lot too. Like very yeah. often. The yeah, it was bi-weekly. Good, yeah, which is both good, but yeah, considering we I did, know how uh, busy you are, it's not easy to prep your sessions. Yeah, it was just 12, 12 sessions we've done every other monday so that's 24 weeks and for you guys listening matt goes a little ham on his uh lore for his I power do. rangers and a lot I of do. the lore is homebrew homebrew lore it's not like, like matt's pulling from a different no, power ranger exactly uh, set and like oh yep we're just throwing that in no yeah, matt no. creates his entire homebrew completely lore for the for all of his everything rangers. and yeah so like uh he goes hard and i think Maybe I know. Obviously, we've had Tim on. Tim's one of the players. Yep, and he's been on. Christian's been on. Yeah, obviously, Tim is probably the best example of. He probably knows what Matt's going through, but I don't think as much of the other players know how much effort and work yeah. goes into the the preparing. And it's been uh yeah like last session I had a lot of fun for the most part. Um, I created like a capture the flag system. We use minis and stuff. Everyone got new minis for Christmas. Uh, one of my players actually painted some figures for everyone you're gonna tell them what the figures are they're uh not they're, power they're not power rangers they were uh like they're weird small little themed into power rangers which yeah. is a cool idea but what are they they were a uh, little uh pokemon minis like they're mini figs that were pokemon but they were like not actual pokemon trade like trademark yep. kind of thing like they were a little like knockoff ones so knockoff pokemon yeah so we painted them all in power ranger like power colors rangers. it looks cool yep. i was actually it's, pretty excited for different. it um we had I them like in it. little like pokeballs and everything and no one was allowed to open them until i was like hey guys we're playing capture the flag now open up your minis oh that's cool so it was super fun everyone got like a nice little gift so it was great um and then yeah we took a month break and i'm a super excited our next session is john january 15th which i don't have too much planned for yet but I have the session after that pretty well planned. Hey, so 
I got Unless they just ruin that. everything and then they, you can't do that. Oh, my God. It's Can't count on those pesky players. Oh, my gosh, dude. Some of the time, they Matt's just... planning a week ahead. He's planning a session ahead, and he's like, ah, oh, it'll be fine. Yeah, then they just kidding. Everything. Ruined everything. He's like, wow. Maybe we'll get back to that <laughs> one I made. Super excited, though. Speaking of that, a new Power Ranger book came out two months ago, but the place I usually get my books from hasn't got it in yet. So we're supposed to get it in this week, and it's basically the monster manual version for the power rangers right, which would be super so maybe fun. some cool yeah i bet that's probably one of the harder parts is making homebrew monsters homebrew like monsters. the stats and stuff yeah Still so getting used to it first first game master experience yeah too, it's probably my what i've been to find the balance what i've been doing recently is looking through the monsters that are in the different source books and then creating my own monster and kind of basing some of the stats off of it i think yeah i think a big thing start our off. dm for dungeons and dragons does is he'll take monsters that are already created so let's say even if it's something as crazy as a dragon yeah but he'll scale it to where we are so if it's like maybe he'll take a dragon but it's a young red dragon or something and then he'll scale the health down and scale some of the damage down or something mm. to fit more of what the party is whether that's the party size or the party's current levels and ability to put damage out yeah he does a lot sense. of adapting with different monsters within the game already mm. okay okay which makes sense. It's scary if you know some Dungeons and Dragons. Like if you know certain monsters and you yeah. see one, you're like, and you you know what level you are. You're like, oh no, we're screwed. See, that's but the then fun you part. realize you you you've killed it, and you're like, that thing had way less health than a normal one for sure. Yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, I know what he's doing. You're like, there's no way. <laughs> see, that's the benefit of my Power Rangers one is that no one else has yeah played all, this. Through, so this is all surprise for everyone, and like. Every level, they get something new that they don't know about. Like, Blue yeah, Ranger cool. has a specialty in, like, morphing grid power. So, like, every couple levels, he'll, levels, he'll get, like, a new addition to what he's able to do with the morphing grid. That's cool that um, everyone, yeah, because you're kind of learning. You're learning as well yeah. as you're going, but obviously you have that little bit of insight. Mm -hmm. It's good that everyone's still enjoying it. Hopefully, yeah. you guys can whoa, go this year. This goes pretty strong still. Yeah, one of our players is moving away come February, but they're willing to come down every couple weeks. So. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you still have even if you guys are all in person, one one person on a laptop or something. It's not bad as everyone on a laptop. Exactly, it's not going to be the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, but moving on, that's that's last year, and that's I guess that's some potential yeah, stuff of what's so happening. So moving this into to the first episode of 2024, I yeah, thought we'd kind of last uh, last episode we had a little bit of a what we enjoyed this year. Some well, of two episodes ago, most yes. recent episode was the one, one piece, piece tier list because we're lazy. Yeah. So what? our no. last recorded episode was actually us talking about our the year, mm -hmm. some of our favorite things, some of our least favorite things. So I thought, why not go into this year and talk about some of the stuff, one, coming out, and also, I don't know about you, but I'm not a big resolution person, but maybe some of our personal goals or goals for the podcast for the mm -hmm. entire year, because another fun fact for everyone, if you didn't know, this was our first full year of doing the Nerdy Misfit podcast. That's a calendar year. We've done, yeah. obviously, the podcast over a year, over a year span. span, but this is our first calendar year. Yeah, January to podcast. December. So that's... Not missed a week yet. Another milestone. Yeah, I in, agree. In its own way. So, um, yeah, well, obviously, the first goal is to, I feel like, obviously, have the podcast grow. Go another year. Yeah, go another year. Grow a little bit. Um, so if you know people that are looking for some nerdy content, you know, I think the big thing for us is that we try our best to cover more than just one thing. 
Yeah, I know sometimes it feels like from the listeners. Obviously, we're very One Piece heavy. Very One Piece heavy, especially recently. Some manga anime. But then we looked through some of our episodes, and honestly, it's been a lot more balanced than we were kind of expecting in terms of anime to a lot of the other content. Definitely. Um, But yeah, I mean, if there's someone you guys know that likes Star Wars content or Pokemon, video games, etc., like send them our way. Um, you know, don't, they don't have, you don't have to listen to every episode. I know that we do have some fans that listen to every episode and we appreciate that. Even though we do cover topics that maybe they're not into and we've gotten them into things now. It's true. <laughs> we have converted some people into one piece fans by sheerly just talking about it too much. It's true. And they listen to the podcast and they're like, I need to know what's going they're on. Like, I need this. to know what's going on next. You know, and I think that kind of works too. Just like new things that are people reading and stuff. Well, and like- it also, if you bring people to us and they join the discord link in the description, uh, then, you know, maybe they're like, hey, can you guys talk about X thing? X thing, yeah, exactly. And we'll most likely be definitely open to talking to it. Mm-hmm. Big thing we haven't gotten deep dived into is a lot of the, uh, a lot of the Star Wars novels. Yep. So, I mean, we would love to potentially have a fan on that's maybe more into the novels and Matt can, you know, shoot the shit Bear with down. them. Yeah. Bounce off one another. But yeah, I think the big thing is we... You don't have to watch every episode of the podcast, but we do cover multiple multiple topics. Some which, you know? No, exactly. I don't think it's essential to listen to every episode. Like if we have an episode that of something you're interested in, then give it a listen. You know, don't feel like you feel obligated to go all the way back to episode one. Yeah, and listen all the way to now. Especially listen don't listen to episode oh, one. Oh gosh, no, don't listen to the first few episodes. It was uh, one to what? A, what is it? Seven? It's eight? like one to so one to seven was one mic, and then we had a different mic for a couple of guests, and then we finally got. Then we settled this, in, yeah, by like episode eight. The other thing I think. was how stiff we were in the first oh. three episodes. I feel like it gets better a little after that in terms of how we are, but the audio is definitely not as good. Definitely, even still getting used to the two mics that we used now in the initial early parts. There's a couple, yeah. I think I it'd like be we fun finally, to. Uh, we did finally hit a sweet spot where. It, you know, our levels are mostly good. Levels are good. The gain is good. No, no background. No background. No hissing or anything like no that. No dog. No dog. For the most part. Um, we've come we... a long way in the audio department. Yeah, the audio has been good. Stressful at times. Stressful at times, um, especially when we have certain guests. No offense to anyone. Yeah, well, that's also on us. We're gonna yeah. do a much better job when we have guests to force them to talk directly into the mic we have the mic set up to be you have to be pretty close Mm -hmm. and the problem is when you're talking the i think it's both it's both a problem but not a problem yeah whenever someone's on with us they feel so comfortable it's just a conversation yep and i feel like a lot of people just forget that you gotta have that conversation into the microphone exactly because they get comfortable sometimes they get comfier they get awkward if they're too close to the mic yeah i'd rather have people be like way too loud towards the mic yeah, that's true. Because yeah. then Matt's cranking it, and we're trying to yeah adjust I, on the fly. I can but, lower a level, but I can't. But also, I can't go so high. We can only go so high. Exactly. Hell yeah, heck yeah, man. It can only go so, so high. If you're someone who potentially will be on the podcast or has been on the podcast and is interested, this is a PSA for you. Keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Connor, uh, why don't you go through some of the stuff? Um, let's go for personal to start, and then we can talk. Oh, I guess we'll finish up the podcast. Okay, so podcast goals. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we want to go another year. Yep. Love to grow it. So spread the love. If you know anyone out there that is even remotely interested in anything we've talked about, send them our way. We would love to have any new members yep. obviously join the uh, Misfit Island. You know, ever growing. 
forever growing. always welcome always welcome more people onto the island and uh i think a big goal for us i i think mad will agree with this is we would love to put a one video yeah something one proper youtube video a month yeah and i know that we put some goals out there when we hit the year first year of the podcast and we did put out some short form content we, we put some stuff out we got more episodes back things on got the busy real fast in the summer for for both of us it came out i think our summers and even like going into september october was a lot busier than both of us yeah. expected for individually so that's why i'm setting the goal at a more attainable Re- yeah goal. one i think one proper video a reasonable month. length video a month whether it's a top if you know something matt might be reviewing a new board game yeah or we talk about a crazy one piece theory something something yeah um i would like for us to try and hit one video a month and hopefully you guys can hold us accountable to that please and uh in terms of other things for the podcast um honestly i think hopefully matt and i can both push each other to just keep them enjoying content that isn't our typical content yeah i know matt's manga is a content that matt obviously reads but pushing matt to read other stories matt recently read claymore which yeah. is a little bit more of a different story different than you tone than, than i'm used to yeah. yeah less shown like it's still shonen but it's a darker shonen i guess you if you want to it could i don't even know it might be labeled as a same i think it's a shonen john plus so it might be in the same category i don't yeah. know for sure but pushing you know those things matt obviously i'm still reading percy jackson slowly but i mean that is in the same category of me reading a book series matt yeah. reading a manga that he's not used to and maybe both of us try something new. I I watched the first three episodes of Doctor Who recently. No way! Like uh, we're talking like first like Matt Smith. Uh, so yeah, like that version. That of, era, yeah. That so era, like mid two thousand, the rebooted version. Yeah, of. yeah. So two, I think the first season was two thousand five. Yeah, something it's not, like that. It's not Matt Smith. It's a guy before that. Uh, and it's uh, it's it's something. <laughs> so far. But um, yeah, so I'm going to try my best to watch some Doctor Who. That's um, all on Disney Plus now, right? The new um, seasons? Or is that just... I, was watching uh, on. I think I was watching on Prime. Because Doctor Who is on... Some of it is on... Oh, it might just be the new specials that have come out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so obviously uh, some of the age definitely shows. But I know that part of the charm is the practical effects and... That's part of like the charm of the yeah. show is it is it I would say relatively lower budget show, I guess, but cooler with the, you know, old school style special effects. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, I'm only three episodes in. Obviously, it's an old show at this point, you could say. So it definitely shows excited to get to some of the fan favorite doctors. Yeah. And AKA see. David Tennant. David Tennant, Matt Smith. Matt Smith's another good one. So see see how they differ or how or why they're fan favorites. Obviously, I'm expecting each doctor to bring their own twist to the quote unquote same character. So Yeah. And just it's a huge it's a huge nerd uh fandom that I just have never no, we're, we're not never bashing. tried, never got into. Um one of my brothers actually watched a good chunk of doctor who really yeah my youngest brother he uh watched past uh i want to say to the end of matt smith's run okay so a good chunk yeah 
So, um, yeah, we'll give it a, I'm going to give it a go. Maybe, maybe Matt, I'll give suggest it to Matt, save him the time if, if need be, I, I don't want, you know, don't want anyone coming for me if I don't like it. But. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But um, yeah. Just, you know, something different. Yeah. I think for the pocket as a whole, I think we want to touch, not touch upon, but like expand our knowledge a bit when it comes to different nerdums. Doctor Who is obviously a big one. Like you said, um, I'll probably maybe do some like new, maybe give some new card games a try. I know like Disney Lorcana came out, uh, so we still need to try that. Um, True. Yeah. 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 The big thing is, uh, like we mentioned, comics. It's hard to stay up to date. So I wouldn't say we we uh, we're setting any goals for expectations of covering recent stories, but I think it's a safe goal to say maybe read big stories yeah i think but then um, in the end, maybe in the end when they come out paperback paperbacks something yeah. of that i do want to do a catch-up because there is a couple big storylines that have happened over the last couple of years at least in marvel that i want to read yep um with like absolute carnage the king in black um, and it'll be a good time to cover Empire. it considering this year is not going to be extremely marvel heavy for the mcu not really content. no did you also know uh fun fact so echo the new marvel show that comes out they're releasing all the episodes at once eh not doing a weekly one? Oh, I did not know that. Which is odd for me. That's coming out in a week. Uh, yeah, now. January 9th, I believe, is the release date for Disney+. Plus. What if season two just ended? Yes, I have um, to watch. I have to watch some of that as well. Episode. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about on the podcast? Obviously, get, get a bigger guest. Get more guests yes, on. Yes, I would say... No, I'm not trying to offend anyone we've had on. I would love to have, you know, Gray back on, yeah. Tim back on for sure. Ebats, everyone. Yeah, I definitely really. want to have Ebats back. That was a great, uh, super easy, too, super like, easy conversation uh, yeah. on the podcast. But yeah, I think uh, a big goal of ours is to have another cr- content creator, um, whether it's a YouTuber or just another uh, podcast, um, have them on. Just have a discussion about why why they started a podcast maybe maybe go go back and forth between the both of us maybe have a nice little more interview style podcast with them but i think that that's another and i'm gonna just save that at let's let's aim for a single uh bigger content creator on the podcast to be interviewed yeah keep our goals uh achievable smart goals you know (laughs) it's true um any any goals you have for the podcast matt um i think yeah just kind of doing videos um i want to i want to do something new um we'll start off small but i know i mentioned this to you a couple weeks ago but like obviously we have like the fan corner that we do our best to answer podcast questions stuff like that um with i have my own personal goals that we'll go to later but like doing more reading more researching about things so like i want to do my best to do like a random like a random fact every podcast episode or just something sure. like start off small new segment to the podcast something yeah. like that yeah just you know something new that people can look forward to because a you new know button I mean. to press a new button to press the random fact even button. though we almost always forget to do the, the uh, fan question the fan question we cannot forget it this episode <laughs> new goal do not forget the Perfect. fan question button that is a that's a big one um but yeah so we won't have a button for the random fact today no. But we'll no random that. fact today, but that's a good Oh, one. I have a random fact, though. Yeah, well, we don't have a button for it. Um, we'll just say it for today, and then we'll here. add a button later. We're going to change that. Yeah, that won't be it. Uh, random fact. Um, random fact. I was reading through this uh, Marvel book I was reading, and they're discussing how the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was originally supposed to be a spoof of the X-Men. 
I guess I could see that. I they're right. mutants. They're they're mutants and they're teenagers. And they're, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it was originally supposed to like almost like poke fun at how great the because the X Men was selling really well when TMNT yep. first came out. Um, but yes, yeah, so fun fact: TMNT was originally like a spoof slash like. And they're great. It's great. Yeah, it's crazy that that like love those turtles. Great turtles, all six of them. Some of their animated versions aren't that great, but I I do want to do a, vi- a video. Ooh, that could, see, I want to do a video of that. Covering all the different, yeah, comparing yeah. the animations of the TMNT ones. Yeah, there's um, a lot. There's a lot. Did you see the uh, trailer for the uh, first official piece sneak? Was it a sneak peek or was it a trailer? I think it was a sneak peek of the Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, just like seeing all the actors as the characters. Yeah, it's pretty. It was okay. Yeah, it 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 felt more. Um, is it weird that it felt more anime adaptation e than One Piece in terms of the characters almost no. like too. Too by the too, too close, much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like, I don't know, it doesn't look too much. We're gonna hold that thought because we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> talk more about that later this episode, I think. Well, because I mean, I'm sure you know the one controversy yeah. towards the one character, yeah. the the actor who is Sokka, yeah, and uh, lying about being uh, a person of indigenous uh, descent, yep. What is not the first person either, right? The no, person that's from getting ye- more and more the yellow common. person from Yellowstone, yeah. The one uh, girl, I can't remember her name. Yeah, it's same thing. It's unfortunate. Yeah, and I just want to leave it at that. Like, yeah, it's definitely unfortunate. Shouldn't be done, but also, you know, I feel like it's only going to become more and more common, and it's not just going to be indigenous. I just think the indigenous is just an easy people it's are easy just because yeah, no one's going to question it. Exactly. I think it's a very easy one to be like, yep, the indigenous thing in in society right now or in the social media is it's such a touchy subject. No one wants to ask I was gonna questions. Ask, and the other thing is, we're Canadian. Yep. A lot of there are people uh, of Indigenous culture that have status cards here. Yep. But there are obviously a large group of Indigenous people who don't like the status cards, so don't get them. No, exactly. It doesn't like, make you any less no. Indigenous. And like this is going to be a controversial take, but like I'm I'm self-identified Indigenous. Like we know that. Um yep. Might have mentioned on the podcast or not. Um, but like my stance on the status card is like, I understand the point of it. I just don't like it in the sense because I shouldn't have to have a piece of paper in my wallet that says like, oh, look how indigenous am I? Not just that. And now you're just, you're just another way. You're a number. Another way of being tracked. Exactly. It sounds very like, uh, yeah, it sounds bad when we say it like that, but But that's from a point of view. That's what it is. Like, and it does give pretty hefty benefits to, some people. Some that's individual. The thing. Just because you have a status card does not mean you get to benefit from everything, everything. that people um, think a status yeah, card gives a, you. That's a big thing. Uh, your, um, I know your, the, the 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 band you're from. Yeah. Is uh, doesn't exist doesn't anymore. Exist. Yeah, it's uh, you're not gonna get anything because it no. has to be there. It, it's 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 confusing on my end too because like when my band like when the tribal like the reservation that my family is originally from when it got raided and destroyed essentially they went to a different tribe yeah so then that's where it gets controversial because then they are no longer ojibwe they become algonquin or iroquois or mohawk right and so then, then do that they recognize things. you or how hard is it for you to be recognized the thing, and the other thing is we know people that have indigenous yep. status and honestly the sad part is matt is a very passionate indigenous person indigenous creator yep 
a person that loves to bring awareness towards indigenous issues because there are tons of indigenous issues within this country, within America as well. And Matt is a big uh, advocate for indigenous people in terms of every workplace I know Matt has ever been at. He tries to educate people, make them more aware. I think it's super important. And tries to bring, if he can, some sort of, uh, you know, awareness um, awareness or or try and have some sort of group maybe come together to, yeah. you know, I think just like, celebrate indigenous culture. Yeah, I think we are very privileged on where we live when it comes to indigenous culture because we live in an area that has the highest indigenous population in Canada. Which is wild. Is in our little GTA area. <laughs> like Southern Ontario has the highest indigenous population in comparison to the rest of Canada. And we have, like I said, like we are on the, the Six Nations um, air, land um, when it comes to that, and like that's six different tribes. That's one base Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee language um, nation together, and like it's it's crazy that it doesn't necessarily get enough recognition. But I also don't want it to become too political. Like it's 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 a no-win situation. Yeah. In Unfortunately, a way. at the end of the day, it comes down to a lot of. I think a big thing is just just treat people. If, if someone's a bad person, okay. They're a bad person. They're a bad person. But don't define them by the way they look or, or the stuff they, they believe are. in yeah, or exactly. who they are. Like that, that has always bugged Actions. me. Actions. Actions. Yeah. Exactly. If they're, if they're a total dick, <laughs> then, then all right. I all respect like you. You don't like them. But, but don't judge yeah. people based on who they believe in, what they believe in. Who they come from. Who they come from. Like it's. Yeah. It's like any, any religion, honestly. Any religion, Let, any faith, any spirituality. Like it's. Lessons are in there to just. Be a good person. Exactly. At the end of the day, that's what, pretty much a lot of the goals. The for bare mo- bones most is just treat others the way you want to be treated, and just be a good person, be a wholesome yep. person, give thanks to. And there are good and bad have. people of no matter what faith. You can have no faith and be a bad or good person. Exactly. It's a whole yin yang. Like yeah. you know, good, bad, whatever. You know, we live in constant. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. So personal goals. Personal goals. Sorry, that was a bit of a spiel, guys. I'm so sorry. Little um, rant. Fun fact: Matt is an award-winning uh, indigenous director. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! If you did not know that, um, fun fact, I felt like guys. I should give him a shout out there. You know, thanks, man. Um, personal goals uh, for me, yeah, is to pursue more of that stuff. Actually, nice, to create yeah. more, um, like another short film. Another short film. I want to expand on the original idea we had for my indigenous project that got me to Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, I want to expand on that a Would bit Would you do more. a similar story in terms of just find a new person and do a similar idea and you 100%. can almost make it a series like that? I'd want to make it a series you where... You find someone of yeah. indigenous descent so people that who don't might know, not be educated yeah. as well as they should be. I No, I, I don't want to say as they should be. I think it's hard... I feel like maybe your first... Uh, your first uh, mm. you know, docu- documentary, I feel like it showed that although aware of their background they don't they weren't know aware background. of yeah. their background and 100%. it was you can tell that there were some hard moments and it is sad to see and some of it is pretty brutal uh learning but i, I think uh the ending was i really enjoy the uh the kind of coming together with culture and making a meal yeah uh, i really like that part of the film thanks man but yeah i um i definitely would love to see just grabbing someone who is interested within their heritage yeah. and then getting to know both, honestly, a lot of the bad, but also the good that comes from the culture as well. I also don't want to necessarily just leave it at just indigenous either. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think that's a good starting point, but I think there's a lot of people that don't, and not even just 
our area either. There's people that have moved from different areas of the world to come here for different reasons, whether it be war, yeah, famine, for sure. whatever, right? I think I think the root of the documentary is just understanding your family and your culture and where you come from. Yeah, and I think so, it's a could build a um you know, lot some people don't have grandparents or parents that talk to their parents a lot about where their culture where they came where from, from or yeah. what you know, what was the day like? Why you know, why'd they come here? They don't know all the details because people didn't want to share it. Yeah. So I do think that's a good idea to go expand even past in the indigenous culture and just be like, hey. And I mean, I'm sure you can think of a, some clever names. Yeah. Going back to your roots. I mean, I think Something. I might just keep it the way, like what we yeah. called it was just sure. hidden voices. I think that is an homage metaphor. to what it was. Too. Yeah, an homage to what it was. But I think it's all just metaphors. It's like these people, these voices that are still there, we just don't want to talk about because they weren't allowed to. They, well, you they didn't had, know them. They had to hide. Right? Yeah. Or didn't hear um, them, never never knew them. Exactly. So yeah, I think that's a big one for me. Um also just wanting to read more and watch more this year. Read and watch more, he says. Which sounds like a lot, but like I was looking I was reviewing my So The thing is Matt suffers from a uh, reader syndrome, which means his bookshelf is ever growing and never getting smaller. Which fun fact, I've told myself this year that I am not allowed to buy any new physical books unless i read read 10 items that are on my bookshelves okay nice um i'm trying to pull up my last year's because it was it was uh so obviously 2022 um i read all of one piece essentially from the time i read all of one piece read all of claymore caught up to my hero 2022 is my hero and promise neverland kept up on all of my yeah i've kept since there yeah kept up on chainsaw man yeah, which is not included in this number I'm about to share. So in 2023, I only read 123 items. So that's graphic novels, mangas, and books, excluding reading weekly since the beginning of the year. Right. Because I didn't include that in this. Um, and that equaled to 23,242 pages. Um, the average book length was 188 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping to raise these numbers up this year, obviously. Per- and by that, you mean probably a lot more novels. A lot more novels because there is stuff I really want to read this year um, that I've been lacking. And I really want to just... I was listening to this podcast and it talks about how if you're at a writer's block or something, right? It's the read something new from a genre you're not familiar with. That's fair. And it gives you a new perspective. So, I don't know. Just read more. Watch more. Um, I really hope to publish my poetry book this year. It's coming along. We're getting there. Um, Big goal. I wasn't able really to touch it the last couple months just because I was working yeah, literally I mean, every day and just trying to keep up my social jobs. life, multiple jobs, um, just a bunch of stuff that yeah, happened. Let's hope you can get in a nice settled spot, not exactly. as stressed out, have a lot more free time yeah. and get to work on those passion projects. Exactly. And on top of that, just figure out my future with schooling yeah, and yeah, relationship sure. stuff and just... I think all the hard stuff, all the hard stuff. I really think I've come a long way in 2023. I was reeling this a couple of days ago where I was in January, 2023 to compare of where I am now in January, 2024. Yeah. A lot has happened. Definitely. Um, a lot has changed. A lot has changed um, for the better for the always for the better. Uh, I met some new awesome people this year that have really changed my life too. Um, and yeah, I just really want to just keep growing in a good positive way. Yeah. Um, I like that. Yeah, I think there's not really a, revolu- a resolution. I think it's more just um, keep, up, keep on, on on the up, keep going yeah. on the up. But 
but also be aware that obviously there's going to be some bumps and like sadness on the yeah, way. A, it's a roller coaster. It's, Life's a roller coaster. It's accepting that. Enjoy you know? the ride and enjoy exactly. the drops. Exactly. But the drops in this case are the ups. Exactly. Well, enjoy the ups. Not a very good but, metaphor you know. that I just gave, but yeah. I don't know. You're not a big roller coaster fan, so maybe that was a horrible uh, <laughs> comparison as well. Maybe you're just absolutely hating the ups. So I understand maybe, maybe that potholes can maybe come out of nowhere sometimes. To the downs. I don't know. I don't, but thank you. Um, but yeah, and then just do some more writing, stay more creative, keep up with the Power Rangers. Yep. Um, yeah, just keep going creative, but also be less self-deprecating. Like, give myself more credit. Yeah, where give credit yourself is due. credit where credit is due. Also, know your limits. I think that's a big. I think that's a big one. I would say for you is yeah. it's okay to say no. You know, so people aren't going to hate you if you're like, hey, no, I can't do that right now. Yeah. That is something I'll have to adjust to, I think. And sometimes yeah. it doesn't have to be just a flat no. It could just be like, hey, no, are, are you? could we do this next week? Yeah. Could we do this two weeks from now? Those who don't know that I... Matt's a yes man. I'm a yes man to the point that like I quote what Spock says in Star Trek 2 of the and needs Matt of makes the it many. So he can't sleep. Oh, wait, the needs of the few of the one? Yeah. So... I yeah. Yo, I had some good sleeps over this break, by the way, which was super weird for me. And you were like, oh, that's what sleeping is? Yeah. So yeah, I think that that should be a big goal for you. Yeah, I agree. Saying, knowing when to say no and that you don't always have to be the solution to everyone's issue. That's a big one. That's that's a that's a thick cut, but I can't argue with it. All right. So let's, anyways, let's move on. Yeah, to you mine are we, uh, uh, way less deep than yours, uh, which makes them feel less good. But uh, anyways. No. Uh, so one of my big goals for myself is to try and learn some new skills and or... Uh, increase current skills so by that i mean a big one for me would be to start learning more uh even if it's just simple stuff just learning to edit to take a lot off of matt if you guys don't know matt basically does literally everything when it comes to editing uh the podcast editing videos we make to be fair i do help in my own way uh matt sometimes has what i'll call creative um what would you call it matt creative i just come up with really good creative ideas and matt's like oh that's a good idea they're usually better than matt's (laughs) and matt makes it does his best to make it come to life i try and usually i think it does pretty good um so a big goal for me is to like learn to edit whether that be to just take some stuff off of matt whether it's something as simple as the podcast and then just give matt more time to be able to do some more stuff for the nerdy misfits. And uh, on top of that is just uh, in, uh, I work in IT, so there's a whole bunch of different certifications. Mm -hmm. So yeah, maybe try and get one or two of those this year just to bolster the resume and, you know, just have that skill as a proper, I have this instead of just being like, yeah, I know this, but now I have a piece of paper that says, because, you know, sometimes that matters. Sometimes that piece of paper is important um so yeah that's a that's a big one uh for more like the self-improvement so i can kind of go into the education and you know i'm not a big reader so uh as you can tell by someone who reads manga and comics um i'm not a big reader (laughs) i like my images but something i recently got into is uh been watching a lot of uh kind of um docuseries for history stuff so i've been watching a lot of uh ancient egypt stuff recently so i think another big goal for me would be to whether it's podcasts or 
docuseries or something is to just uh, learn more about different types of world history because although we come from a very young country in terms of Canadian. Yeah, 155 years or something. Not very long, although obviously you can go deeper if you go down the indigenous route. Yeah, the land predates 155. But But Canada as a whole, for the Canadian culture, we're very baby. Same with America. For the most part, very baby. Very baby. So, and there's a lot of crazy world history. J- Japan, obviously, we're very we like a lot of Japanese culture. Um, whether that's the food, obviously, of their media, we're very interested in. Um, but they have a very rich history. Um, so, learning more about Japanese history, obviously, been doing a lot of deep dive into Egypt. I think India is another. There's just a lot of Greece, the Greek uh, history, Roman history. Just there's a lot of massive stories in terms of you can go so far back and it's just really cool to see all these different eras of kings queens leaders and uh just how people kind of were then and some of the stuff they came up with obviously the big thing for egyptian is just freaking pyramids man in the space well just yeah some of the the and just seeing some of the way they bounce between it's like oh we have a multi like a poly religion and then how some pharaohs tried to bring in just a single god and then yeah. how there were revolts because of that and it's very history is insane it's very cool and obviously you know religion always at the end there as, <laughs> as a reason to cause war very strange um <laughs> but yeah i think uh, just learning more about the world's history different countries uh they have a lot to offer and i think that that's a really cool thing to learn and just yeah having the the brain I think a big thing for 2024 for me is to just not stay as stagnant and just be like, yeah, I'm content with what I know. I feel like I definitely want to increase the knowledge. So I think history has both qualities that are interesting enough kind of to hit that more of the, you know, if you think of myself as like a comic nerd manga fan that a lot of manga and anime and et cetera comes from, Real history. Yeah. So why not understand dive into the roots the, of it? Yeah. Dive into real history that can be just yeah. as interesting so as the those Shadow stories. Realm from Yu Gi Oh! Exactly. <laughs> but just, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just real, real history can be interesting. It doesn't all 100%. have to be, it doesn't all have to be wars. Yep. Which is a big thing that we learn for our history lessons, right? So much of it is just Always oh, war. there was this war, this and then this war, and then, then there was this a break, war. and then there was war. And yeah, it's like a break. War of eighteen twelve. Okay, now we're covering the world wars, and you're like, okay. yeah. what happened in that hundred years, the, dude? Yeah, all the like, battles and cover all the battles. But I think I would. I'm very interested to learn more about that ancient history and kind of see how nations became the way they are now, or what yeah. the building blocks of what made some of these countries the way they are. And I feel like that's just a fun way of learning history because it doesn't have to be all about wars, which I'm sure there will be, but... Yeah. But yeah, and then uh, on top of that, I've got, obviously, uh, we've talked about before, but I'm pretty, I'm a pretty big foodie. Yep. So uh, a big thing for me is definitely want to try creating some more dishes that I haven't made before, perfect, even perfecting some of the dishes I have made for sure. Mm -hmm. But I've never made a beef wellington. So that's high on my list of things to try and make. So that's a goal of mine to make. We also have a smoker, which I have done some ribs and pulled pork. Still trying to perfect both of them. Yeah. But on top of tinkering with that, I would love to try and do a brisket of some sort. Nice. Obviously, that's a big undertaking, big piece of meat. Don't want to waste it. So I want to 
Make sure you know what you're doing. Yeah, I want to still make sure I'm doing some of the easier stuff right, the cheaper cuts right, yeah, and then work into it. But that's definitely a goal of mine. Also, I have a pretty big sweet tooth, so I'm always down for making desserts. And I think that desserts also are some of the most aesthetic foods. Yep. So I don't have any particular ones at the moment. Mm-hmm. Usually, I just end up making a lot of the same ones. A like creme brulee is a big one that one of my go-to's. It's relatively easy, a little, very little bit of technique involved, but it always just turns out just beautifully, and it's very, I think, a very aesthetic dessert for simplicity. Yeah, in both the amount of ingredients that it needs, and then just how it looks. Yeah. So I don't know what dessert at the moment. I've made coconut cream pie. Um, a couple years back, maybe I'll try a different recipe for that. Mm-hmm. Haven't had a coconut cream pie since, so maybe I give that a go. Nice. I'm in the same boat. I do want to do more cooking this year. Like I made my You'll own. Have to come by. We should do a ramen from scratch. Ooh, that'd be amazing. That's a big food goal too. Is making like a ramen from scratch. Yeah. Um, another big one is I would like to go and try and eat at a Michelin star restaurant. Um, we live relatively close. Michelin has come by Toronto and given stars out now, so. Yeah, I would love to. I'm not. I don't know if fine dining is my cup of tea, but I'd love. I would certainly <laughs> love to test find it out. out. Yeah, 100%. I would certainly love to find out. It's not like I'm eating caviar and creme fraiche every day, so. Or you're not. <laughs> no, unfortunately, no. Uh, but yeah, I feel like that would be just something new, different. Maybe I don't like it. And it's fine, but then I can at least say, "Hey, I've eaten at a Michelin star restaurant." And call it a day. I feel like that's a cool bucket list item. Twenty twenty four for any foodie. Yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, and other things, uh, just looking forward, we'll kind of breeze by this. I don't know how big your list is for this, but I can definitely swing through my list for looking forward to as we're approaching the end. We do want to cover some questions. So uh, things looking forward to uh, potential ending of Jujutsu Kaisen looking like it's probably going to wrap up this year. So interested to see how that goes down. Hope it's great. Uh, obviously, uh, we're finally heading. This isn't really a spoiler, uh, but we're heading to Elbath in one piece. Yep, which is big for... Um, so at long last, we're going to Elbath. We've obviously seen it in some flashback arcs, and uh, I'm excited to see where it's like now. So that's a big hype. Uh, and then also Dan to Dan's getting an anime. Super excited to watch that whenever that comes out. Also, the potential ending of Vinland Saga might be this year. So a couple massive manga might be ending. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, one of my other favorite things that I'm looking forward to is uh, just making Matt read... More things that I like and hope that he likes them. Then talk about them on the podcast. And vice versa. Exactly. Uh, and then I did a quick check, didn't do a deep dive, but no big games kind of caught my eye at the moment. So, so yeah. How about you? I mean, just Star Wars content. I think that we're finally getting to the end of the Star Wars High Republic series for the time being at the end of their phase three of the entire project. So that's coming up this year, which I'm super pumped about. And honestly, I'm just excited to see what comics and stuff are going to come out this year. The fact that I've gotten back to collecting single issues mm-hmm. for a couple stories anyways. Um, we got some new like Marvel novels that are coming out this year too. Um, yeah, Emily Henry has a new book coming out. Really, it's just, you know, Sarah J. Mass's new book too. So I think it's just kind of excited for that stuff. Um, Umbrella Academy Season 4 might come out this year. Maybe I should learn so, to just remember actors' names. Actors yeah. and actresses' names. I'm always impressed when people just come in like, yep, that's this person. I'm just that's like, this, you're like, oh, okay, I'm just cool. like, oh, you mean that person that's from this one thing? 
that I like, remember them from, from that one episode of Criminal Minds. Me and my uh, my old college buddy at the time, we used to do this thing in animation class where it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Do you know this thing? No. Where you can do any actor and you can connect them through movies. Oh, so you do... One, like, do you do similar to... Um, I think you've told me about this game because we yeah. I think we played we, something we similar, played similar uh, when we used to work together. Yeah. So you'd um, pick like two random actors like... Uh, like you kind of try and figure out how you can connect Connect them through, through movies, yeah. So like Zac Efron It's like the Wikipedia game. Yeah, exactly. Being like, how do you get to this How many spot clicks can spot? you get? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is a fun game. I'll, yeah. If you've never played the Wikipedia game, um, it's fun because now you don't actually have to play it on just straight up Wikipedia. You can play it. On a, a, an there's actual, actual websites that have made it. Yeah. So you're just like this to this, to and this then t- it opens Wikipedia and it follows where you're going, which is crazy. But you can kill some time playing that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Wikipedia, or even just like I said, like the movie, like connecting two actors, yep. like we used to do it for a while. It's um, definitely a good way, good idea yeah. for uh, learning the uh, actors. Maybe we'll bring that on the podcast once. Yeah, be or fun. shorts. Shorts, yeah, that'd be good too. Um, but yeah, anything else before we move into the question corner? No, I think we're. Think we got a nice lengthy episode, and uh, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, well, before we push that button, though, <gasps> uh, thank you again for obviously listening um, and celebrating a whole full year with us, guys. Yeah, as yeah. we move into the question corner, thank you so much for everyone that's asked questions this past year. Ask and, questions, like, listen, spread the love for joined, the podcast to other people. Got yeah, other people to join. Was a part on the episode, stuff like and that. Like, thanks. We guys. hope you guys look forward to another year as much as we do. Exactly. Now the question corner. All right. So, um, let's do the the, t- the first one. The first one? Yeah, yeah I feel like we'll, one. Just stick I this, feel... we'll just do this one. I think. No, we're doing all we're of them. T- we're doing all of them. Oh dear. Okay. okay so. First one. Go ahead. Uh, this is from Mad Quan, um, who plays my Purple Ranger in my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we get it. everyone's your ranger. <laughs> How important is it for you for characters in a movie slash TV show adaptations? To be physically accurate. Example, Percy Jackson book versus the TV show. Um, Honestly, it kind of depends. I feel like if an actor is good enough, it's not as important. Mm-hmm. Because if they can really get into that mindset and play the character well, then it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. A big thing for me is, for example, you look at Harry Potter, the eyes. Yeah. Obviously. A very uh, important detail in the books, commonly, oh, you have your mother's eyes. Oh, you have your mother's eyes. It's brought up all the time. So a big thing was, obviously, I can't remember for sure, but I'm pretty sure that uh, Daniel Radcliffe eye color was the same as the mom that cast as Harry's mom. Mm -hmm. Now, it wasn't green eyes, which is Harry's eyes. If I'm correct me, if I'm mistaken, Harry Potter fans, I'm not. Yeah. Die hard, but that at least that is still an accuracy. You know, they're like, okay. They're not green, but yeah, still consistent. they made sure that they had yeah. similar eye color. Do you remember uh, when, was it Iron Man 2 or like Captain America 2 or something came out and Black Widow's hair was the wrong color? And like, See, that thing doesn't bug me free. that Because we've already seen her before. Yeah. Like, that's not a big deal. People I think, change the hair color all the time. I think for me, if you're, it's different because if you're basing something off of it or it's because it, it's different if it's based on it versus adapted from of course, the, like the big thing is some details stuff. are more annoying, especially when it comes to yeah. would you rather have a better actor or would you rather have a more accurate 
story. physical representation yeah. of the character. Well, like if you think so of the Walking Percy, Dead, if we look at Percy Jackson, yeah. for example, we actually have kids this time. Yeah, automatic bonus. So, I'm not saying you couldn't do a more young teen, a more experienced actor that maybe's in their early 20s mm-hmm. and can pull off has that young look and can pull off being Percy Jackson. But they have to be one a good actor, and they need to have a good script. Yeah, is a, script is, is also thing. a big thing. So there's a lot of details that go in. I know that there will be a lot of fans that wouldn't like that, which is why the current Percy Jackson. I think a lot more people are hesitant. No, they're more they're more leaning towards it because it has yeah, young, it that's has fair. More of the oh, this is what I read. Yeah, this is what I imagined. Because that's the other thing. No, it, when you cast or create content, whether it's a movie or a show. You are not going to please everyone who's ever read that series. Oh, 100% you're not right? going to because be able to. Because everyone has their own imagination. When yeah. they're reading something, they picture something. And that picture is not going to be the same for everyone. 100% accurate, no. So I don't think it has to be picture perfect, physical accurate. But obviously that comes with its own. Mm-hmm. It better be a good actor if that's the case. It better be well written. Because the more and more details you take away from the main source, the bet the more scrutinized you're going to be. So you better pull through, which I think is Game of Thrones did a pretty solid job at the start. Yeah. There was tons of changes. Characters that didn't even exist. Yeah. Which obviously some book fans were not a fan of, but it was still done in a good way. Yeah. But then it fell off and didn't no longer felt like the love and care was going into the series anymore well taking like walking dead have you watched walking dead at all do you know i've watched like the first three seasons okay so that's all i'm going to talk about anyway so it's fine um if you look at the comic books in comparison to the show like uh you know like i think his character's name was shane Mm -hmm. so like the best friend of rick and everything like that so he dies in issue two yes of the comic right and he's in in the story two and a half seasons worth um and in the comic book Rick loses an arm. Like his arm gets cut off. Oh yeah, Rick's off. in rough shape. Yeah, in the comics he's do- not doing good, you know. But then in the complete opposite, I guess this is going a little bit more in depth of the question, but um Norman Reese's character on Walking Dead is not in the comics. Yes. Like Daryl is not in the comics whatsoever. Yeah, they ended up creating more antagonists that in the story kind of for yeah. the, for the TV which I think was probably better. Um I think also they ran into it's like once you start straying off from the main source too, you start creating your own issues for yourself, which is inevitably what, you know, a series becomes big usually because of the original writing. Exactly. So I would say overall, they do not have to be super physically accurate. Personally. I don't think so either. Personally. As long as the writing is taken care of well, act. They do a good job of casting someone that is. I think if you're still wanting to tell the story at heart and not make it your for sure. But are you going to go around looking for green green uh, eyed kids and do everything? Yeah, no, you can't. So Um, I think I think within reason. Obviously, you still want it to be probably the right or close to the right age. And other than that, that's the only thing that really matters. I think is the age. And even that's tough. We're looking like we talked about for initially for the Percy Jackson. Some of it's a bit stiff in the acting department, but hopefully it gets better as it goes. Exactly. Okay, now Moving we move on. on to a Yu-Gi-Oh question. These two questions like are more. We've had Yu-Gi-Oh questions before. We've, we've had a couple of Yu-Gi-Oh Eddie. questions, but this one, 
I mean, to me, the answer is basically a simple answer. Okay, um, so let's start with Ebats. He has three technical questions. Uh, three Technically, it's three questions. I'm sure we'll rip through some of these quickly. Let's start with one of the easy ones. Is League too toxic or are people soft? League is not too toxic. League is just the right amount of toxic. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like any competitive, any competitive game is going to have toxicity. League doesn't have voice chat, so that's at least a bonus. Um, but I think you're never going to take toxicity out of competitive games. So I think it is toxic enough and you just have to embrace it. You know, Fair. um, obviously I, that does not mean you, to be racist. I think that that's <laughs> no matter where you go, you're going to get people that are hiding behind a persona on the internet. So you're always going to get people that are wild cards and that's what the report buttons were, by the way. And, sure. uh, yeah, you just got to embrace it, you know? Uh, hit them with the GGEZ at the end of every game, whether you win or lose, and then your mental stays strong. That's my advice. <laughs> and uh, moving on to a more fun question is, uh, did Yu-Gi-Oh! get too complicated after GX? Now, this is a very boomer question. <laughs> I say this as someone who is older than Ebats myself. A very boomer question. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, it's just a boomer take, honestly. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! during the GX era was overly simplistic still. Uh, the most comp, like what, what was the most complicated thing? There's fusions. Oh, crazy. Uh, one of the most complicated decks is probably the crystal beast. And they sucked because they were just awful. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know what your opinion is. If it got too complicated, I would say where Yu-Gi-Oh starts to get not necessarily too complicated, but just, Two towards unplayable is about when pendulums came out. The original pendulum. Original pendulum. When they added the pendulum zones. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh now uh, is like it's a, it's like somehow even more of its own beast. Like you can't even. It's almost if you're playing meta decks, it's you go first. Can you set up a the most insane board ever and make it so that your opponent can no longer play the game? Mm -hmm. And does your opponent have the right hand traps? If they don't have the right hand traps, it's already game over. I'm not a big fan of that playstyle. Yeah. Synchros and XYZs are very easy. I've taught Matt how to play those. Yeah. It's not a very complicated uh I think Pendulum although, is just what really did it for us. Yeah, Pendulum took me out of it a lot. And then the ability the link summoning stuff is just too yeah. much for me. Link summoning, uh the thing that took me out of links originally when they first came out with that was you could only special summon from your extra deck once. Unless it was pointing to the link, like the link was pointing to the zone, the appropriate zone. Was not a big fan. I was like, okay, that's telling yeah. me where and when I can special. No, I'm not. Into that. Yeah. But, and the other thing, links were able to come out of nothing. That was the other thing I didn't like. The XYZs, you had to meet certain criteria, whether that was you have to overlay two four stars, two three stars, et cetera, yeah. whatever it be. Synchros, you have to have a tuner, potentially. Some of them even specify a tuner and two or more non-tuners or a tuner and, yeah. and one or more monsters that equal yeah, the, I think stars, the XYZ equals the levels. That's pretty that, understandable and very easy in terms of if you understand the majority of the Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. rules of how to follow. But links were just effect monsters. You could just, which if you're at that point in Yu-Gi-Oh! Almost every monster is an effect monster. And it's just like, 
yeah, just three monsters. You can just br- throw them away, and now boom, you have boom, a link. Boom. I feel like that was too easy. Yeah. There's no real setup. It's just like, oh, yeah, I got these because so many cards can special summon, so it's so easy to get cards on your board. Yeah. And the other thing is, I can say it's a boomer question because, one, I'm older than Ebats, and, <laughs> and uh, I will say that some of my favorite decks came from the Synchro and XYZ era. Some of my favorite archetypes. Um, I think Black Wings are one of my all-time favorites. Oh yeah, Mermail. And that and that comes from uh, comes from the uh, Synchro generation. Mermails are one of my all-time favorite, if not my favorite archetype. And yep. don't get me wrong, those like Mermails are can and were uh, insanely crazy meta deck when they first came out. But it's like I try to explain to Matt. Uh, some you know. Sometimes when we play and I'll play the Mermel, I'll be like, yep, that was something. Yep, that was it. Uh, but then you look at other decks and they just crap on Mermels. Like it makes no sense because it's so hard to comprehend that Mermels have the ability to OTK and <laughs> they can just get destroyed. But yeah, I would say Pendulums is really where I started going, eh, it's not, I'm not a big fan. And then Lynx kind of really was like, nope. That's where... And I wouldn't say it was because I wouldn't say Pendulum's made it complicated. It just was starting to take a lot of the the fun out of the game. Yeah. Because it was coming too crazy because you would put two Pendulum Zones on and then all of a sudden someone would just drop their whole hand and everything has an effect and then they're going special summoning like crazy and you're just like, ah, yeah, okay, whatever. Got pick, too much. Pick, you pick up your cards. You're like, let's just reshuffle. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to redo that. Yeah. But I'll give you a moment of yours, Spotlight, Matt. What, what do you think? I mean, I'm I'm very similar to you. I mean, I got into Yu-Gi-Oh a lot later than you as well. Yes, in true. Comparison, so I didn't really grow up on it as much. Um, for me, I understood Pendulum a bit because I had my own uh, the Performa Pal deck. Um, so I learned that a little bit, but then yeah, that was even still confusing. I don't know why I picked that as my first introductory to Yu-Gi-Oh. But That's I think true. yeah, XYZ and like Synchro is fine. Yeah, I think after that, and it's some just really like, cool card art too. Yeah, I think also when Pendulum, I think Yu Gi Oh in general always has pretty dope art. Pretty dope art, um, so that's always good for a collectible. But yeah, when Pendulum first came out, having its own zone and everything that got confusing. But now they've since retcon that. Yes, and it's changed now, it. You have to use basically, essentially, the price to using Pendulums is that you have to sacrifice, sacrifice two spell of, or trap cards. Yeah, ones. exactly. So at least that's something. Um, obviously. Pendulums aren't even anywhere near meta anymore. No, no one so. really uses even run them. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my uh, thing. I mean, you know, yeah. And there then you go. Final Yu-Gi-Oh! Not overcomplicated. Fun fact, also, we had a brief discussion. <laughs> We're thinking of maybe throwing together a boomer-level Yu-Gi-Oh! tournament. So Heck yeah. bring your, if you're uh, Ebats, bring your Yu-Gi-Oh! GX deck. And if you're someone even older than that, bring your, I don't know, blue eyes singular singular blue eyes in (laughs) your deck maybe a single dark magician yeah um just an exodia deck no pot of greeds (laughs) no pot of greed that's actually an illegal card which is crazy to think about um but But anyways we one more question he had this one's an easy one i have one more Yu-Gi-Oh question if yugi dueled each generation how far would he have got before he lost in brackets with the heart of the cards so with the heart of the cards, he would plot lose. armor. Yeah, he would easy lose. peasy. Also, Yugi, we have seen the, the one of the most recent Yugi uh, Yu Gi Oh movies. It's not a bad film, actually. Has him facing? Is it Ka- has Kaiba? Kaiba again. trying to face the fa- Pharaoh finally again. Yeah. And Kaiba's using an up to date 
or pretty close to at the time an up-to-date uh blue eyes deck which if you don't know blue eyes has gotten a tons of extra um Oomphs. cards and for its archetype to make it pretty crazy yeah basically you can poop out blue eyes like no problem like no sacrificing you're just there's literally a card called blue eyes alternative white dragon which literally you just have to show that you have a blue eyes in your hand and you can summon basically a blue eyes yep so just let that sink in um and yeah uh, uh yugi wins surprise surprise i do believe that he did also have a more up-to-date uh deck with a lot of the current dark magician support um, but yeah, he did win. That's because he does, in fact, have Heart of the Cards. But if we were to say, let's say, end end of the original Yu-Gi-Oh! series deck with, uh, I believe he had, like, the Silent Swordsman and stuff. Yeah. Leveled up. Um, if that was to face Generations, then no. Um, Just too slow. Just too slow, and there's too many cards for countering the slow style of those old decks. The other thing yeah. that those decks in the shows were so good at was that it's very easy to stall out a duel and make it last a whole episode or three episodes yep. when the deck is slow. Yeah. But it would totally get um I wouldn't say totally wrecked by GX, maybe some of the decks, like a Cyber Dragon deck could definitely destroy it. And a well constructed hero deck could probably destroy it. But it might hold its own on some decks. But once you jump into Synchro, XYZ and onward too slow, too slow. Some a, a proper synchro deck would just crush it. Too fast, too furious, <laughs> too much attack points, too quick. The other thing is Yu-Gi-Oh. The show is four thousand life points instead of eight. Yeah, Mermills. I've done like eighteen k damage in one turn and done. So that's a lot of dying in one yeah. turn if you have four thousand life points. Yeah. And there's decks that can do way more, which is insane. Yeah. So I would say with plot armor, always gonna win without might be able to slip by some of the gx decks still i think some of them would be tough yeah but once you start hitting those synchros no way jose og dark magician go down yeah unfortunately i Sorry, love dark magician. i love all those yeah. the big boss monsters red eyes blue eyes dark Summon magician skull. the great very cool art yeah but yeah not it do have support now though which if you played a Current red eyes, current blue eyes, current more dark magician deck. They could be fun, and they do can hold their own as long as they're not facing a hardcore meta deck. Yep. Fun but deck. alas, it's been a long one. But it's to start the year off. We're gonna start off right and right. Thank you so much for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Nerdy Misfit Podcast. Um, happy New Year, and hopefully this will be a fun year ahead. It will be. Yeah, it'll it be, be a fun, fun year ahead. ahead. And we hope everyone, you know, we hope you have your own goals and you're able to achieve those goals this year. And we, we hope that you're here to experience us hit our goals and update you on them. And maybe we have more because we hit them very early. You never Heck know. Yeah. So until then, we'll see we you, will guys see you next, next Wednesday. Week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. TNMP, the Nerdy Misfit Podcast. Don't forget to join the island by dropping a follow. Thank you. Thank and you. see you next week. Shit. Nice. Give me enough time to read.